Good what? evening, ladies and gentlemen. What's good? What's good? It's Reg. It's Stone. And it's the making the Silent Appreciation Hour. That's right. You know, I know you guys are out there like, but it's not Angel Horse. You guys are all haters. <laughs> you guys have no imagination. You Santa Claus isn't real ass niggas. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> What's happening, Stone? What's good, man? What's good? It's, it's, it's a glut of albums coming out. It was yeah. crazy. You know, we were just last week we were just like, ah, oh, it's a little dead, cause yada yada yada. It's not summer, it's not yet yet, but coming up and Apparently, they were like, we got to get these son of a bitches out into the stores before Memorial Day weekend because it was a motherfucking glut. It was a glut. Of new music. It was, a, it was a, you know, we were struggling <laughs> to find music, new music to talk about for the past few weeks. You heard that new Yo-Yo Ma? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no, this is like, it's like the, the horn of plenty this week. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, man, so where do we want to start? I mean, I guess we could start with uh, Megan the Stallion. Yeah, Megan. I mean, it's it's. I think. Hmm. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be the biggest rap album of the year, but definitely, I think it's gonna be a top ten. I think at the end of the day. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I and and the thing wow. is, so let's 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 rewind a little bit to where Megan was a little cult. You know, a little, 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 little pony dancing around about like, cause I remember like hearing about her and seeing her like popping up maybe about two or three years ago yeah. where it'd be like, all right. And it wasn't even less, even though obviously she's a very beautiful woman, it was very much like, yo, look at this girl spit these bars. And yeah. it would always be on some down south shit and it'd be on some like, you know, attack, 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 attack. Yeah. Enough where like, I won't be surprised if she came out from like, let's say a battle rap scene. It's just very much like oh, yeah. tough guy talk. So it's been weird where in the past, let's say, six months or so, like her stature's kind of growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And she's popping up here, she's popping up there. And it finally led up to her, quote unquote, it was, you know, depending on who you ask, quote unquote debut album or perhaps quote unquote debut project. Because, you know, now people are kind of getting funny with the nomenclature as far as <laughs> how they call certain things. But uh, it's finally out, and I think it lives up to the fucking task at, at hand. It's fucking it bangs. Yeah, I I'm not gonna say it bangs. Um, I I actually liked her previous project, Tina Snow, a little bit better. Really, and I think that project actually had you know this this project to me kind of felt a bit monotone. Okay, um, and didn't really have any like standout like anthems. Whereas like Tina Snow had like Big Old Freak, which is like an anthem that should have like owned. <laughs> Agreed, I can see <laughs> you know? that. Yeah, and it, and it didn't. Um. So, but I mean, I'm I'm happy I'm happy for Megan The Stallion. Like she really can spit. Like the cool thing about uh, Megan is just like she's pre she's very very much Houston. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can tell that she's been studying the whole like you know like Three Six Mafia playbook and and things like that. You like you can you can tell. Um, and I think she sampled. Was it three six or, or? Oh no, it's multiple times. Like yeah. into that, the production is yeah. interesting. Also, to who she chose to produce her album, but that's all the story. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like, like I like the fact that you know, because obviously she's going to get the comparisons to like the Cardi B's and things like that. And I think maybe from the surface, she's kind of maybe uh, reading from that same playbook of like, oh, you know, you got to sell sex and sex raps, blah, blah blah. But I think the production and the rapping is very much different and localized and, and just like really intriguing to me. Um, and I'm, I love the fact that she's not trying to chase trends in that direction. Uh, she's just, she, she is who she is. And I thought that was really dope. Um, the project itself, I thought 
I don't know. I couldn't really like get into it as much. Um, and also too, it was really funny. It's just like, you know, just, it's all like listening. I listened to it at work and it's just like listening to sex raps at work <laughs> are just like, not, it's not the thing. Yeah, so it, maybe it, I need to like change my venue, yeah, and give it, it another listen. It is a knock at 3am in the office. I supposed to, you know, you need 3am in the, in the parking lot club. <laughs> As opposed to 3 p.m. in the office. And, like, maybe I'm not the target demographic. I don't go to the club. So, like, you know, but... Uh, so, like, that to me I thought was... I, I didn't think the album was, like, that standout of a project. But um, in terms of, like, what she brings to the table, I think it's really cool. And, it, yeah, she can spit, you know? And I also like the fact that she had a launch party and she came in on a horse. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Lil Nas X, King of Country. I mean, now black people instead of like riding whips, we ride horses. Oh, 2019, the year of horses. Holla, holla, <laughs> yeehaw. Let's go, yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> I, me personally, I, I loved it a lot. Going back to the idea of the production, literally, like Juicy J produced like three tracks and Project Pack produced one track. Oh, well, they, so basically, yeah. 30% of the album was produced by just. That just three six mafia period like legends. Yeah, there's a UGK sample elsewhere somebody else used. Yeah, okay, so yeah, 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 it's yeah. just a weird like that classic southern ignorant you know late nineties art sound is just looms large over it. Yeah. Um. I mean personally, I loved it. I agree with you though to a certain extent that there isn't a standout single per se. Yeah. But this reminds me of a lot, and I kind of. I kind of get the few times of where artists love to call something an album. This reminds me a lot of, let's say, Futures mixtapes, of where it's less about like, oh, here's your mask off, you know, where this one, but it's just like a, vi- it's a, it's a vibe. No, the I album is a vibe. Like everything, like I think all the songs knock. There's not, there's songs that definitely perform more, perform more than others, but I don't think any of them screams out single or this is where everything came together. It's just a vibe straight through, a consistent vibe. Like yeah. it's. It's pretty much like, you know, it's her, 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 her priorities are A, money, B, getting the pussy eight, B, slapping dudes in the face, <laughs> and back to money again. You know, yeah. and, and it's kind of what's beautiful about it is the fact of where it's so, and I didn't want to use the term ignorance, but it's so like hip hop, like, like that young, angry, bravado ass hip hop. But coming from a different perspective that yeah. you just can't help from, from but loving. Yeah. And that's why I kind of laugh where, you know, a lot of times online, they're like, oh, well, she's out there, she can ass and yada yada and this and that and all these weird, like, sexist kind of, like, um critiques. But what's cool about Megan is that it's a sense of power. And it's just like, when she, like, like you know, it's it's like, it, it's, it's a statement that, you know, there's an offset, you know, some of you niggas are bitches too. Yeah. And then what's cool about that is, even though it's misogynistic, it's cool to kind of see her kind of flip that on the head where, you know, like, there's never a line anywhere there's not one like even future at, at his most like fucking fuckboy ist <laughs> will at least somewhat acknowledge like oh there's some good women out there or something yeah. now Megan's like all these dudes ain't fucking shit and it's kind of refreshing to kind of hear that yeah. in a hip hop form particularly since the opposite trope has been so popular for so long Yeah. So and then she just keeps it all up I, I love the fact that uh and I pointed out to you in, in our, and we were discussing on the notes before where I love the fact also it's very much higher BPM than what we've been used to. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of trap, a lot of, especially SoundCloud rap, is very low, like 60, you know, 70. Everybody's kind of sad. They might be spinning, it might be not, but it's very casual or yeah. it's auto-tuned. Now, she's out there like yeah. like grabbing a mic. You could you could feel the spit fl- of, of disdain yeah. flying in your face as she goes by you in her Ferrari with yeah. her girls twerking, throwing $100 bills in your face. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, 
and they have to chop and screw it. <laughs> screw it. And then like, you Oh, know. yeah, true. Then they'll go back to their... <laughs> yeah, they'll go back to regular she, she, BPMs. She's forward thinking. You know. But, but uh, yeah, no. Nah, I, I just think that as far as a project is concerned, particularly hip-hop, is probably one of the most cohesive projects I've heard this year. Like, obviously, we still have a lot of time left in the year, so I don't know where's going to land. But right now, for me, it's top 10. I do agree with you. Like you said, there's no big hit single. There isn't, like, a superstar-making like crash as it was Cardi B, let's say a year ago. Yeah. But I, I would almost arguably say that I think, and it's going to be a bold statement. I think this is a better album. I think from beginning to end, whew, there aren't any highs there. You don't have the Cardi B Ooh. highs of like, I like it like that or even warning. But I think as, as a vibe, as a vibe, it's a more vibier album. I, I'm not going to go that far. I, so first off, I I severely apologize, and because I conflicted three six mafia with UGK, I meant to say UGK. Oh. Now I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed you know, to you know, anymore. Alabama roots is. I just see bottles flying out at you right about now. <laughs> I, I gotta forget southern legends my, like that. My southern car has been taken away. I'm not allowed in Houston anymore. Like they're gonna Ooh. stop me at the border. Ooh. <laughs> Memphis, I'm good at, but Houston is like it's no go anymore. But you're but, right; they did have they they actually had at least two, if not three, three, uh, three six mafia samples on top, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you're so right. I, I wasn't. You're I right. wasn't crazy. Yeah, I wasn't crazy. No, you weren't crazy. They are. The, the, I was the, not crazy. The Project Pat one. Uh, yeah, I believe right. sampled. Uh, you, uh, uh, I think technically, if it's at least a Project Pat song, but it might actually be a three six mafia song. Okay. You, you know and, what? And Juicy J sampled at least a three six mafia okay. song. Okay, all right, at least all right. once. All right, so I'm not crazy. No, no, I'm not crazy. I'm take. I take all that back. Yeah, no, no. It's at it's at least two to three. Three six mafia samples versus one UGK sample. Yeah, yeah. But I thought there was a UGK. Yeah, a U- yeah, UGK, like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, pops yeah. in towards the end, like yeah, one of the later so, tracks. Yeah, yeah. So all right, cool. I'm I'm still good in Houston. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I I I'm not gonna say that. Um, I would actually say I enjoyed like the City Girls albums a bit more Ooh. than the Megan Thee Stallion album. Ooh. And it sucks we fall into this trap. And we're know, comparing, comparing female act female to female act. act. I but, mean, in this case, only because they're both equally ratchet, I'll allow it. But yeah, it yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, like, I. Let's see you, City Girls. Like, in terms of like, like. You know, musical composition, like they're kind of similar. Musical you know? composition, <laughs> nice. Dropping drop the fire. Ooh, that's a T uh, word. Speak on it. <laughs> Speak on it, blood. You know, they're quite similar, and, and just you know, I, and I feel like they both represent their hometowns, like City Girl in Miami, so it's a lot of Miami base. Whereas, like you know, Megan Thee Stallion is a lot of like Houston production, but I feel like the City Girls like. And it's the same kind of sex raps at the end of the day. It's the same kind of like all men are shit raps at the end of the day. Like where I'm going to take money from you because you're shit. Slap like, you in the face of hundred dollar bills. You know? um, but I enjoyed the City Girls uh, like uh, period. I enjoyed that a little bit better. I feel like it was a bit more like, I don't know, just defined. I don't know. I It's it, it's a personal preference. It's so right. it's, it's all opinion. You know, don't dox you know, me. Yes, it's all opinion. Megan the Stallion fans, don't dox me. <laughs> What would you call what? What are Megan Thee Stallion fans? I wonder. Are they they, they stallions? Uh, they can't are they, be. They I, don't leave, know. I don't know. Uh, Internet's tell us. Uh, yeah, I wonder. What's what's the Megan Hive? Oh, yeah. What are they called? I know the ponies. No, no, yeah. no. It's, uh, it's gotta be. 
Oh no. I, I feel like it has to be like horse related, right? Yeah, but I feel like Pony's a little too weak. I feel like it's gotta be like Urgh. Yeah, I know. You know? Like, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we have to work on that. You have to work on the branding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Um <laughs> And so that, that that covers the one rap release. I guess we have a slight disagreement. We both liked it. I loved it. Yeah, it's you like, liked it. I liked it. Hmm. I liked it. Yeah. Um, are we gonna talk about the 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 boat the the album that we equally did not like and then like save like the the, the standout album I think I think we should I end? think we should come I think I think that we're being a little too harsh I think you know we have to look at the trajectory where you know years ago there was a lowly DJ from uh, Fat Joe's crew Terror Squad who was out there you know DJ of a certain minority descent that's not necessarily black Latino you know <laughs> a young Middle Eastern based man who came out. And somehow found his way from the, the streets of New York. I assume New York. I don't know. No, he's um, like Miami. He's right? Miami. But, but I feel like he was in Terror Squad. So I was like, how did he end up there? Unless it was like some shit. They were uh, so huge back in the days. Maybe uh, that lean back money was that big. Who knows? Keep, keep talking. I'll yeah. pull up Wikipedia. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so that, that, that young man. <laughs> so in my mind, that young man, you know, hopped, traveled down to Miami where the flashing lights and the beautiful women and the flashy cars changed him. And he was like, I am no longer DJ Khaled in the back. I am DJ Khaled in the front. And my man has built up a hip-hop empire that involves going on Vine and Instagram stories <laughs> and advertising things that you don't necessarily need that he gets paid for behind Bro. scenes. He's become an influencer supreme, you know, selling t-shirts, selling sayings. He's a one-man walking meme. You know, he, he represents in a time where there is just... This, this Islamophobia. He represents the beauty that is Middle Eastern culture. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Dude. DJ. Cause DJ, DJ, call it. You know what? He's living the American dream. He is, and I'm not mad at that. I'm not either. Uh, Wikipedia says he's born in New Orleans. Oh shit. And moved to Miami. Oh, shit. So I think never New York. Yeah, no, because I know he was on Fetch. I would have sworn he was like one of the Terror Squad DJs. So I anyway. mean, you know, but but you don't have to be in New York to be in Terror Squad. True, Do true. You? I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, if you think about it, you know, Terror Squad, Puerto, you know, heavy, heavy Puerto Rican base, Miami, heavy Puerto Rican a base. a geographical requirement to be in Terror maybe Squad? Maybe there is. <laughs> they could, they could maybe New be. New York or a 90 mile radius. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, DJ Cal is like such a so interesting person and interesting, like person in the culture to me. Um, I try to listen to this album. I got really bored with it. Um, I do think there's some like really cool, like I actually like the track with Cardi B and 21 Savage. Like that track is actually kind of dope. And Cardi's like killing it. Car Cardi is like, like destroying it on that track. The video is actually kind of funny because it's just like product placement everywhere, like <laughs> unabashed product placement. Again, that's that's <laughs> DJ Khaled, non-existent rapper, mediocre record producer, but the, the high-powered, high-powered fucking advertising agency. Yeah, so and like it's actually kind of funny too because like DJ Khaled to me, like when I was listening to this, I was thinking like this is basically just a mixtape. This is like the 2019 version of a mixtape. Agreed. It's no different than the like the DJ drama mixtapes from back in the day. You know, this is this is literally just a mixtape. And DJ, DJ Khaled is not a producer. He's no. not a like DJ, I don't think anymore. 
He's just a guy that like maybe he's piecing together like fucking tracks that are Lucy from albums, you know, that hit the cutting room floor and shit like that. And he's just like compiling it together and just like putting it out and putting his son on the cover and basically saying like, this is like, I approve this. (laughs) This is me, you know, like, like I was telling you before this, this, uh, we started recording. I don't know. I guess I'm going to spoil Game of Thrones, but I, I think you can spoil. I, I think there's been enough of an uproar that, that everybody well, knows what happens. All right, let me let me not spoil Game of Thrones. But who, the, the the person who took the the throne is the DJ Khaled of Westeros, <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he didn't do shit, everybody else is putting in the work, but he gets the credit. <laughs> he didn't do shit. <laughs> Real raving my ass, but um, you know, so I, I, it's actually kind of interesting that like DJ Khaled is, yeah, he's not like he's his own kind of like marketing machine. Oh yeah, he's he's literally a walking Gray's advertisement. Like yeah. he's just like he's just a marketing agency in in, in, in a human form yeah. for the most part. Yeah, and it's like so. I, I think like once I started listening to the album or whatever this playlist mixtape whatever like in that context i i didn't hate it as much um i just didn't finish actually getting getting to finish listening to it (laughs) (laughs) um but i i thought there's some some tracks i like like i said like the 21 savage cardi track like cardi you know like approached this as like she would approach any other track she he put in she put in the work 21 savage yeah, 21, 21. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, and there's some lows. Like the SZA song was like kind of a low. It was just kind of a, a song like you. It felt like a demo, and like you have these kind of like uneven things in in these projects and this unevenness in, in these projects. But if you think about it as a mixtape, you think about it as like maybe recreating kind of some of these old school mixtapes from back in the day. Those mixtapes are not all 100% fire. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Agreed. Like, your Funk Master Flex mixtapes back in the days, it's not, you know, you know, they definitely had some highs, but there definitely were some lows that have been lost yeah, time. Yeah, and it's like, it's not about the, the 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 purpose of, you know, just putting, you know, like, this is not an album, per se, even though, like, DJ Khaled, like, brands it as an album and puts his son on there, like, he's doing shit. It's a mixtape. Yeah. You know, and it's not even like a, you know, Drake so far gone mixtape. It's just like (laughs) the mixtape you get on the street (laughs) and you pay $5 for. Yeah. No. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I'm going to say something weird. It reminds me of, remember Calvin Harris's Funk Wave Bounces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's so, it feels like like I, they approached it like, oh, we're gonna make a summer album, right? So it's yeah. it's 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 got everything you need to make a summer album. The only thing is, and like you said, outside of the performances, everybody, even Buju Banton, they bought their air game. They bought yeah. their air, their A game, I should say. The only thing is the fact of where it's really hard to like, like you said, have these leftover tracks. You know, probably everybody milled in MP3s. Nobody's yeah. in the same studio as they are. Yeah. They're just adding the little bits. And the thing is, going back to the idea of DJ Khaled as a curator, even though we kind of go at, at let's say, uh, Travis Scott, even though we make, make fun of Drake for kind of hopping, you know, just basically clout, clout wave, wave riding or whatever is fucking popular. Yeah. Even though Kanye's kind of been doing the same now in his later career, they are still require some kind of ear and some kind of idea of what's hot in these streets. With DJ Khaled kind of guess with the album is that it's it could be it could have been this year or five years ago. 
is this kind of generic idea of modern mainstream R&B radio melange that kind of goes together where after you bake it and it comes out, it just comes out fucking bland. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's yeah. basically like the Betty Crocker. <laughs> it's like there's nothing here where it shows like a little bit of love. And then going back to the Calvin Harris where he's somebody where... Like, you know, he was making, I don't know if it's because it's a slight genre shift or whatever, but he had all these guests kind of come in, and you could tell that it was crafted, there was an idea behind it, he was trying to put something together. Obviously, it could be because he was the producer also, as opposed to DJ oh, Khaled, yeah. who was just, yeah. again, picking up Lucy's on, on the studio floor, literally. But uh, there was something kind of cohesive with the idea of where I'm going to get everybody in the studio, you know, and kind of set a vibe straight through. And the thing is about that is, so that's a great, like, beach party album. This one... Could have been the same, but for some reason, like it's soulless. There it is. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's like all his projects are soulless. Yeah, but it's it feels like at least before there was something like cheesy fun about it, like WrestleMania, like oh, he comes so and so and featuring so and so. Yeah, it's like Lil Wayne featuring fucking Taylor Swift and featuring fucking yeah, you know. Yeah, well, his last project <laughs> at least had like a, a bit more like of that like excitement around the collaborations, you know, like. Look, I don't get excited around Justin Bieber, but like Justin Bieber and Kansas rapper on, on like a track. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it draws you in. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I'll give this a try. It, yeah, it's like a WrestleMania yeah. type of thing, you know. Um, and this one is just it. It was the same formula, but like there's no excitement here. Yeah, it's, it's pain by the numbers. Nobody came out. There's there's no weird curveball. Like it is kind of is what it is. And there's nothing wrong with that per se. But like I said, what's interesting about this album is you know I've heard a lot of boring albums. But this is really like this not memorable. Like I, I remember like two or three times I played it through it and I got to the end and I, I can't even name yeah. all the artists there. Yeah, this and and it's it's just like yeah. Because I remember I specifically I listened to it to hear Buju Banton. I I heard that song probably three or four times. I don't remember that song right now as we speak. And yeah. it's just like and and, yeah. and like I said, there's nothing. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that, and he's somebody who's definitely gone much, 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 much farther than his musical talents would have you think. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I just kind of wish where he was somebody where even in the you know the, the WrestleMania WWE aspect of it, it was larger than life and huge and yada yada yada, and this is kind of limp. And it's sad because I've seen him live like twice, and. And as a live performer, even though he doesn't necessarily perform, he just basically brings up people to perform for him. Yeah, There's yeah, a kind yeah. of energy and excitement and like we're doing this kind of like, you know, the same way what makes him memorable and such a meme master and, such, and so good at advertising on the low social media advertising is he's got a personality. I make an argument that this album doesn't have his personality. Like I'd rather watch like some, him crack jokes on like Vine yeah. or fucking TikTok or yeah. fucking Instagram than this album, you know. And I feel like a lot that maybe it's because there's money involved, like real money. There's that it feels like it requires more thoughts, like him, you know, sitting back, getting you know shaved, you know, by an expensive barber in Las Vegas, advertising this, this crazy ass expensive champagne <laughs> seems a little more on brand and fun and playful than this album does. Yeah. And he said it's sad because all the guests themselves bring their a game like like they're not it's not their fault the production like i said is not bad it's not great it's just that it really felt like like i said it's mp3s flying in the internet that somebody cobbled together you know fixed up and then said here here here's an album yeah. yeah yeah so womp 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 
And uh, I know he's I know he's right now he's at home crying like oh they don't like my album rubbing I you know hundred dollar bills in his he, face like in fucking Zombieland yeah he's that meme you know? yeah he's just like oh yeah. it's just rough it's it's rough out here <laughs> in, in my Miami mansion yeah he don't give a shit about <laughs> yeah. us uh, so let's talk about the album of the week yes the album of the week yes it's it's, it's surprising. You know, to some surprise to not, I remember I had a homegirl who said people are acting like the new Tyler is the new Tyler album coming out is like Stevie Wonder coming off a new album, and it's and it's I thought it was very mean, but oddly enough, we forget go, like the the idea, the concept of Odd Future for a certain segment of the world. Yeah, they've literally grown up with these assholes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been ten years. Yeah, so since, that's crazy. Since I feature drop. Yeah, so basically. it's like you know when you're out there shopping a hot topic, you know, being a little angry ass asshole in school, fucking for teachers, fucking with their livelihood. I see you assholes out there reporting them for bullshit reasons, and now your asses are teachers yourselves, paying rent, probably a kid or two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Which is which is fucking crazy. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's really cool. Like, all right, so Igor, Igor, whatever from Tyler dropped. And it's actually kind of interesting, too, because I did like the fact that if you're a Tyler fan, you're kind of a Tyler fan. And, like, he his core fans, or I feature core fans, are fucking with this album, are rocking with this album, just like they were with, like, you know, their, their earlier work. And the funny thing is, the distance between, the, like, Tyler's earlier work and this work... Oh is gigantic it's it's almost like it's not even the same genre it's just like saying it's like his celine dion and his metallica (laughs) (laughs) and like 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 tyler still has fans who rock with the earlier work and rock with the new work even though tyler doesn't even like his earlier work you know he's you know he basically was like yeah i was misogynistic and homophobic and you know like all these things and i was but i was also 18 you know and he's like i'm you know i'm not that same person and I, I think that's actually how he got back into the UK. He had to like say that and like plead to, <laughs> to whoever like here are my lyrics, here's my records. Yeah, please believe me. Yeah, like I, like because now he, like he was banned from the UK, and then like I guess he had to plead his case to get back in. So like so yeah, it's 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 really cool to see that um, the album itself is like not everybody's going to like it, but that's why I think that's probably why I love it. It's it's it's. It's different. It's unexpected. Uh, Flower Boy, I think, was like a bit more kind of traditional hip hop in a lot of ways. Um, Cherry Bomb was like more kind of punk rock. This is probably more equivalent to to Cherry Bomb in a way, uh, just as the fact that it's it's so left field from what you're expecting. Uh, it's basically Tyler singing ballads, but in like a weird, like chopped up way. Almost like Solange, like the Solange album that dropped this this this, uh, this year, you know, where it's like it's kind of like not coherent thoughts in a lot of ways. Um, but I felt myself listening to this album more and more and more and getting songs stuck, stuck in my head and like getting like non pop songs stuck in my head, which I think is like really cool. You know, like why can't we just be friends or whatever? Like that's stuck in my head. Oh, you know, that's it's. I love it. It's and it's a. It's like a classic, like almost Motown soul song, but like through a weird Tyler the Creator filter. Yeah, it's like it's just basically a loop on repeat with some random like rap and and you know ad libs spliced in. You know, I thought the album was really cool. I mean, it's definitely crept crept into my top five of the year so far. 
uh, which we'll talk about at a later date. Mm. But uh, but no, I, 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 you know, I think it was cool. I think it was a bold effort, and I am glad to see like Tyler getting rewarded for it. You know. Oh, you know, it's 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 something, and I'll, I'll, I'll I kind of disagree slightly with you. I felt like Flower Boy was him trying to get to this level, or I can't say this level. So I felt like Flower Boy was like, look, deep down inside, I love nerd. I love this weird intersection of like alternative R&B and hip hop. You know, I want to kind of aim towards this. So I felt like Flower Boy was him kind of just, you know, embracing more of his influences. Yeah. I feel like this is him going even deeper in there, where to a certain extent, it's like he's barely rapping. Like there's rap songs on there, yeah. but those it almost feels like he's rapping as a guest as opposed to like, oh, I'm a rap, I'm, you know, you know, here's the MC rapping, and I hire like Ryan Leslie to come in here and sing the hook. <laughs> but it's the exact opposite, where it's almost like, you know, it's an R&B album, and he happens to be the guest rapper on it. And what I felt, what I liked about it is the fact that with Flowerboy, I felt like at times, I won't say it was ham-fisted, but it was, it felt, uh, and it's weird, because I definitely agree with you where this album feels like thoughts at times, not, f- and I won't say fully fleshed out songs, but, you know, the beats change a little bit. There's not yeah. necessarily a hardcore verse, chorus verse. Yeah. It seems very random. But it definitely feels a more cohesive vision than Flower Boy. Flower Boy at times Whoa. felt like to me, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, it felt at times to me where it's like, look, I've been no more of the angry rap shit. I'm trying to get my R&B on. Here's all my R&B tracks. You know, and, and some of them are great and definitely classic. I'm the best that he's ever had. Um, put them on an album and put it out. What I like about this album is the fact of where it, it really felt like a like a concept about album about like a breakup, but yeah. like a breakup of like you know, not, like and not even with the, um, like like not a breakup from the perspective of like oh my god my life sucks and not a breakup of the perspective of like you know I'm depressed and oh you know oh fuck that bitch yada yada yada. It reminds me of gonna love this. Louis C.K. I'm going to bring it ready for this. Now, rest in peace, Louis C.K., great comedian. <laughs> he died tragically about three years ago. It was very sad. But on his show, Louis, they had an episode where he's like, you know, going going to this, his scissor slash weekend moments. And he's talking to his doctor, brings it up, and he's just like, it's bullshit. It's just like, look, you guys had a good time, you know. Shit, you know, everything ends. It's like love ends. It's like, you you know, mourn it for a little bit, but don't stop, you know, lying and depression about it. You had good times focused on the good times. Yeah. And that's what this album reminds me of, where it's heartbreak but tackled from, a, I won't say bittersweet, but like, hey, this happened. It didn't work. And, you know, I hope we're still friends. You know, yeah. you, I had this issue. You had this issue. You know, at times I felt like I was living because there was a point where he's like, am I living? There's a line where he basically says how he's almost codependent on that mm. other person. Mm. So you, you see the same, like, again, issues you would see in SZA, but it's put in a space of where it just seems brighter, which is weird because if anything, Odd Future is all about angst and depression and yada, yada, yada. But are they, though? Well, I'm saying traditionally. No, traditionally, I know. I, no, yeah. I know. Traditionally, I know. it's all, you know, fuck skid, break school, my pops, I, everybody hates, you know, arr. but this is like, it's really emotionally mature, which is very scary to say about a Tyler Creator album. Like, like <laughs> every odd feature solo project has pretty much been like Love Lauren. Oh, yeah, know. true. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm not going to say, you're right, the internet, and everything else. But. In my opinion, what's great about it is the fact of, like I said, it's, it would have been very easy for him to tap in, not necessarily to the odd future, like anger, but to that angst of where, you know, you know, the world's against me, sad, depressed, yada, yada, yada. But what's cool about this is the fact of where he's tackling those same issues, maybe not society, maybe not parents, maybe not expectations of being a young black, maybe queer, maybe not, maybe he's gay, male in society. 
he's he's channeling something which is usually as heavy it's it's you know the the sad breakup album is 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 the the biggest <laughs> across all genres from r&b to hip-hop oh, to whatever future has a whole career of this shit <laughs> and he's tackling from a perspective of whereas it's like i said emotional growth where it's like after therapy yeah where it's like i'm looking back and like we had these good times it didn't work out you know like i hope we could still be friends you know yeah and even if we're not i'm cool with it and that that's why to me in a weird way this album feels more cohesive than Flower Boy because Flower Boy didn't really have an arc except oh shit you know Tyler is really talented and he could do R&B and these songs are really cool yeah. where this one kind of just felt really well crafted from beginning to end the other thing I thought was very interesting going back to the idea of the, the voice and how everything changed it reminds me of and he'll laugh fucking Brockhampton because yeah. Kevin like abstract does that continuously. Abstract. Because yeah, there's yeah, a point yeah. where I would think that, oh, do they have a is there a female member in the group and yada yada yada. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. he would come back in and do the, dubs with a different voice and everything else to give it to give it more of a sonic, you know, whole. That that was actually kind of crazy because I was actually looking at the credits to see like, oh, who is that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 So it's so it's kind of cool where he's kind of playing with it and it's kind of tackling from different perspectives. For me, I think this is I liked it more better than Flower Boy. And the thing is I like Flower Boy a lot and I thought it was a great transition. I've loved Odd Future ever since I first heard about them back when they were still, you know, when 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 Earl was still on stateside for half a second. <laughs> but uh what I like about this one, like I said, is it's just a it's just a great little forty minute chunk of just good music. Oh yeah. 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 No, I, I I love the fact that it was a cohesive, like just like tight album that was like yeah, again, like forty minutes. Not everything made sense, but I I enjoyed every track. Like every track was brought something different. Every yeah. track brought something like just like really cool. Um, you know, I, the fact that Tyler was singing on every track like was not as off putting as off putting as I thought. Uh, and also too, just like the marketing around this album is like really cool. Like Tyler like basically going and you know dressing up in a wig yeah and a winter wig yeah no, absolutely <laughs> like I, I i feel like you know even like love him or hate him like the culture needs tyler the creator like the the culture i feel would be because tyler is you know all right this is a bad like not I want to say some shit and some somebody's going to get mad but he's kind of like a david bowie in a lot of ways yeah you know, it's kind of oh like, shit, and it's you know, but it's true though. I th- yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, he's like the David Bowie of hip hop, like always reinventing himself, always kind of pushing the envelope, always kind of, you know, just like like experimenting and trying new things. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, did we figure out if Tyler's bi, gay, whatever? But like, like even playing with <laughs> like gender stereotypes and gender roles, like Bowie did. You know, like, 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 I feel like Tyler's always not always going to give you like maybe like the best music, but I do feel like he has a home and a place in the culture. And you know, this album just made me happy. It's just really cool. Like, I'm happy I listened to an album this year where I actually have songs stuck in my head because like they're even though they're kind of maybe you know spliced up and things like that, like. He has like really cool melodies. Yeah, like I, I love Black Magic, Magic Wand. Yeah, Magic Wand, I love. Yeah, and it's weird. It, and the thing is, even the one that's the most rapidly rapper of them all, uh, which track is that? That's uh, towards the end. Like, what's good? Even that is weird because a 
it's not as aggro as the old stuff. Yeah. And then B, even the hook is not even him rapping. It's just a happy little melody that comes in. As yeah, the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird. No, it's, it's album is it's I, uh, like even like Earthquake, which is literally just you know almost like an Andre 2000 ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like those are melodies that are stuck in my head. You know, it's like you make my Earthquake. Like yeah. it's, it's really a boy is a gun. It's yeah. I, I I hate that hook, but it stays in my head. Yeah. 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 Like like like. He really, you know, has been studying the Neptune's playbook, obviously. Like, you can tell that from all of his albums. Because he, you know, but I think he, it's really, actually really cool to hear, like, to hear and see him mature. Um, You know, like, he was an 18-year-old punk kid. And now he's kind of building the, like, he understands, like, like, um, you know, the, like, songwriting and the production and song structure like it's actually kind of really cool too because um like he listens to like a lot of like rock music and he listens to a lot of um uh what's what's the uh what's the group um it's not stereo gum that's a blog stereo lab stereo lab yeah so he listens to a lot of stereo lab and like how they set up uh so like song structure and things like that so he actually like like listens to indie rock and then or like kind of indie experimental and then like he takes that and like focuses it through like a black male lens which is actually kind of really cool yeah no <laughs> and he's able to pull it off yeah no no it's it's something it's it's you'll never look and I I don't want to use this reference uh, but I'll say Tarantino where it's just like it's it, it's not hard to kind of see where he's taking things from but it's definitely taking it on his own. Yeah. And it's not just like, all right, here's a Neptune's beat, and I'm going to do my Pharrell impression on top of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's one time where he's rapping in a very much Kanye voice, but it's like, uh, I forget which track it is, but it's like late Kanye. <laughs> well, Kanye, <laughs> like Pop- was a, yeah. Kanye was in the, on the album. On the album, too, yeah. So yeah, there's a point yeah. where he does, he bites a little weird Kanye flow, and it's just like, I see that blatantly being Kanye, but you you can't, it's like still Tyler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah, the yeah. same snot-nosed asshole kid. I mean, for me, I, I think we're on the same page. There's only one small thing. I'm going to leave everybody on a negative note. I do wish at times I get the idea of, you know, having to produce, arrange, mixed, you know, I carried the fucking masters to the fucking the offices, you know, you know, PA'd by, broke, you know, breakdance by, you know, mm. I plug in the computer by. I do wish a lot of the songs, particularly in the more R&B spectrum, they were a little bit more live musicians and live instruments in those songs yeah because there are some times where those 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 casio keyboard 99 dollars casio keyboard licks you know i heard him hit the you know the, the horn presets <laughs> and it was like Burp, and i'm less like that would have been sounding a little better if it was you know he's got enough money now to kind of hire in some real horn players you know what i'm saying yeah you know it's, it's not you know i'm pretty sure you, you got kamazi out you know the the, the no, west I coast get you. down you. you know and then the thing is it's weird because at the time it works and it adds to that whole neptune's vibe but it's, I would love to see him, like, going back to the internet. You see what great things they're doing where they're able to kind of put, like, here's a song that's primarily, you know, electronic production done in R&B. And yeah. here's a song where it's literally it's us, you know, live band that shit. Like, we used to do back in fucking, you know, the 70s, 60s. Just no, funk I, shit. I, I feel you. I feel so you. that's the only thing. It's the only small critique. But then again, like I said, it fits the album. It, it makes the album a cohesive, cohesive whole. It's yeah. a, it's a, you ready for this? It's a vibe. It's a vibe. No, it's, it's definitely. Like, the, I, I do have to say, too, like, the the contributors to this album, which I I guess were not in, I guess there's no liner notes, but Tyler posted this on Twitter mm. as like 
on his like as buttons. <laughs> <laughs> so it's everybody from like Jack White, CeeLo Green, Kanye West, Lil Uzi Vert, Solange is in there, Santa Gold's in there, Pharrell, obviously, and like this uh dude the uh, slow tie. UK. Oh, I know Slow Tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've been blowing it. I, I, I've stayed away. I'm ready for me to admit my racism. I've stayed away because I was like, oh, no, an o- another overly hyped white rapper. But apparently he's not 100% Caucasian. Yeah, and also, too, like, the only track I really like from him, he, like, he did this punk track with um, uh, this other, like, producer, mm. this EDM producer, and they did, like, a punk rock song. Oh, really? It's, like, goes hard all right i'll give it a try <laughs> oh yeah. with, with miramasa miramasa really and like of it's a punk people. track that goes hard all i'm right. like oh shit Fuck, miramasa. how is that i'll give it a try you yeah. know the reason why is because you know i always i always get particularly in hip-hop whenever you hear like oh here's the next great hype and i'm just like mm, let me to give it a you know yeah. i've gotten hoodwick once or twice but uh, i'll give it yeah. a listen good uh and then larue like I'm like, what? Oh, look at from the from the from the arts. Yeah, I thought Larue was in uh, retirement. Yeah, <laughs> nice, good. But, but that goes to your so, idea of where he's he's a student of the game, where he probably was like, oh, who had these joints? You know, back yeah. in the days that were hitting that I loved, I could actually make these phone calls and yeah. make these phone calls. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm 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 here for it. It's yeah. definitely my top five this year. So. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And on that note, on that note, people, we'll be out there at Camp Flogna. You know what I'm saying? Just chilling, bro. I on, on the front, on the front. I, I was very close to buying, you know, tickets. to throw my panties on stage. Like, Woo. do what you need to do, man. Woo. Do what you need to do. I don't know though. <laughs> Whatever brings you joy. I don't know. I'm, it's I'm, all bringing you joy. I, I think that you know, even though his fans grew up a little bit, I, I still imagine a, a, a mass amount of like teenagers just running me over <laughs> when he hits the stage. No, I mean, when I was looking at the tickets, I was going to buy the VIP. I, I need to be with the plebs. Uh, I need to be with the you know uh, out there but, chilling. Uh, you know, drinking that you know bottled water. Actually, no <laughs> water in the box. You know that nice you know high yeah. end. Uh, yeah, that, that high end festival life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so then until next time, look, as always, share, support, like. You know where to find us. Tell a friend where to find us. And until next time. Peace. Peace.